This is Arizona Financial Talk with Aaron Ezelt from First Guarantee Financial. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Aaron provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Arizona Financial Talk with your host, Aaron Ezel. Hello and welcome back to Arizona Financial Talk. My name is Aaron Easel from First Guarantee Financial. If you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, please give us a call at 480-284-6393 or you can reach us toll free at 866-393-7799. You can also visit us online at ArizonaFinancialTalk.com and while at my website, click on that radio page to check out our past shows and to subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And please don't hesitate to reach out to us with questions or to set up a face-to-face meeting. Now, I was flipping through channels the other day, and Back to the Future came on. It's a classic. And whenever I watch it, my imagination begins to wander to what I'd tell myself if I could jump into a time machine, hit 88 miles per hour, and go back 30 years. Some of what I'd say to myself is common sense. Don't worry about fitting in. Pay attention to chemistry class, that sort of thing. But I'd also give myself plenty of financial advice. Like many of you listening today, I've made some financial mistakes along the way. And you know what? That's perfectly normal. But as I think about Back to the Future and time machines, it occurs to me that for many of us, our kids and our grandkids are something of a time machine. Thankfully, you don't have to hit 88 miles per hour to visit them and give them the kind of financial advice you wish somebody had given you when you were younger. But before we load up in the DeLorean and head back in time, let me introduce my co-host, Tony Shore, who, if I'd say so myself, is the Doc Brown to my Marty McFly. (laughs) Good one. It's good one. A little Back to the Future reference. Great Scott. That was a good introduction. Great, Scott. That's yes, a great sir. introduction. <laughs> I think I, I kind of got it down. Great, Scott. All right. Almost. Doc Brown. Yep. And uh, this is going to be a great show. I, I love it. What a great topic. It, you always uh, amaze me, Aaron, with the topics you come up with and the analogies you draw. But uh, that's great. Thanks for having me on the show. Great introduction. And I've had a good week. How about you? What have you been up to? Just settling down, you know, we're going to be heading up to Colorado for a couple weeks for a little vacation, so looking forward to that. Um, But yeah, winding down for summer and still, you know, um, wanting to offer advice and things that, you know, you at home as a listener can either get ready for or prepare for financially or for the distant future. That's what we're here for. Ah, good one. Well, and and talking about that, I've often thought about some of those choices I made when I was younger, financial or otherwise, and and it just makes me cringe, honestly, Mm -hmm. some of the choices I made. Obviously, outside of books and movies, time travel is still impossible, of course, but I like your notion that our kids and our grandkids are actually time machines. Uh, That's interesting. You know, Marty McFly was able to travel through time and see himself and his parents And like that, we can see ourselves in our kids and grandkids, right? 
That's exactly right. Right off the bat, I think there's something you should consider if you decide to share your financial lessons with your kids and grandkids, and that is share it all. Share your wins and losses and definitely share your mistakes. Nothing can ease the sting of a past financial mistake like making sure someone you care about doesn't make the same mistake. A recent Money Talks news article, Eight Money Lessons You Must Teach Your Grandchildren, has some extremely useful guidance. Before we get rolling, let me say that the article mentions grandchildren a lot. But all of this advice applies just as well if you're the parent of a teenager or a 20-something. Yeah, that's true. I think that's great. So what's the first piece of financial advice that you recommend giving young people we care about? The first piece of advice you should share with the young people in your life is that debt is like a pair of handcuffs that are almost impossible to take off. If you lose your job or require medical care, your insurance doesn't cover, those debt handcuffs are going to make it even harder to successfully navigate through that situation. When you're wearing debt handcuffs, somebody else has the key. The longer you take to pay the debt off, the more interest charges mount and the more difficult the key to the handcuffs is to reach. If one of your favorite young people is struggling with debt, urge them to come with a bold action plan immediately. Yeah, yeah, you need to come up with a good plan to deal with that. And you know what? Uh, Another analogy here. In Back to the Future, Marty McFly uh, turned to Doc Brown for advice and wisdom, right? So if you know a young person who's struggling with debt, I think you should encourage them to work with a financial services professional uh, like yourself, Aaron, and they can serve as their own personal financial Doc Brown, right? That's a great point, Tony. I like it. The next financial lesson you should give a young person is that there's real power in living below your means. Buy a reliable car, not the flashiest car. Live with roommates until you have enough saved for a down payment on your own place. And most importantly, remind them that a promotion or raise shouldn't automatically be an excuse to spend more on their lifestyle. I'd be willing to bet that for a lot of people out there, that first significant pay raise uh, was greeted with a burst in spending on things that probably weren't necessary. I, I know I kick myself all the time when I think about some of the stuff I was buying when I was 25. I think almost all of us made at least some financial decisions at 25 that we came to later regret. Yeah. The next valuable lesson you may be able to share with a young person in your life is to pay themselves first. Urge them to generously contribute to their 401k or IRA. Also explain how automating savings can help them avoid spending too much out of their paycheck. Well, yeah, when it comes to saving money, Aaron, that old adage of out of sight, out of mind can be a pretty useful tool. Absolutely. When a chunk of your paycheck is automatically funneled into your chosen retirement savings tool, you budget with what ends up in your debit account, which means you aren't budgeting with money that you need for retirement. Well, this has been interesting so far. What do you have for us next? The next great tip is one that really connects with me. It's don't allow yourself and your money to get caught in the latest fad. Sometimes the flavor of the month can leave you with a very bitter aftertaste. Tell the young people in your life that the fatter their paycheck gets, the easier it is to become seduced by expensive cars, bigger houses, and designer clothes. But what does that get you ultimately? Is that money better served with a new car today or a happier retirement tomorrow? 
I think you and I both know the answer to that question. It's important to make sure the young people you care about know it. If they learn this lesson at 25 rather than 45, their financial lives are going to be so much easier. Yeah. I'd add that it's critical to make sure that the young people in our lives understand that easy access to credit and credit cards isn't the same as real wealth. I mean, to some of us, real wealth comes from a solid financial strategy, discipline, uh, maximizing your earnings and, and prioritizing, especially security over flashy things like that new DeLorean. That's very well stated, Tony. I could not agree with you more. Uh, I think the next critical piece of advice, save aggressively, ties in very nicely with what you just said. Young people need to only remember that by focusing strongly on saving while they're early in their careers, they won't have to save as much money overall. Saving money is a long-term play, and even if you get, begin by putting away a modest amount, it's still likely to have major benefits down the road. Ultimately, money that's saved today could potentially benefit from compound interest and market upticks. Additionally, money that's saved at a young age has longer runway to recover from market downswings. And when you begin saving money early, you have more opportunity to work with a financial services professional to tweak your investment preferences. Ah, yes. And that's where you come in, Aaron. And I can't even begin to guess how many of our listeners out there have probably said to themselves, man, if I'd only started saving when I was in my 20s. Mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, the more you save at a young age, the smoother the path to that kind of retirement you want is going to be. Not only that, but the more disciplined you are with saving money at a young age, the more likely it is you'll have the money you need in the future for a down payment on a house, a larger vehicle as your family expands, or for a new water heater when the old one hits the bricks in the middle of the night. Beyond hammering away on the idea of saving money, it's critical to make sure the young folks you care about also set reasonable financial goals. Help them avoid goals that are too broad, like buying a house, saving for retirement, and paying their bills. Let's use buying a home as an example. Push the young person you're dealing with to get specific. What kind of home do they think they'll want? New construction or a classic Victorian? Will they want to live in the city, the suburbs, the middle of nowhere? Do they want to utilize a large down payment to limit the size of their monthly mortgage payment? Getting specific presents goals that have clear and achievable benchmarks. Well, yeah, and I this may present the perfect opportunity for our listeners to use themselves as an example. You know, sit down with you know, you, you know, kids or grandkids and describe how goal setting works and how when you were young, it made a big difference in your own financial journey. Or maybe, you know, later in life, you set goals and that really worked. And maybe if you didn't set goals at a young age, let them know how your path would have been smoother if you'd done so. Right. I think that's a really good idea. And I hope many of our listeners use it themselves. Now, the next tip. Don't believe everything you hear about money is another place you may be able to use a lot of your own personal experience. Young people, whether today in 2021, back in 1921, or even 1821, are influenced by popular culture. It's a part of being young. But you should remind them to not put too much stock in pop culture. The get-rich-quick schemes, designer clothes, glitzy cars and can't-miss stocks that are celebrated in movies can skew reality for some young people. 
Instead, urge your kids and grandkids to read the finance or money section of trustworthy news sites. Gift them copies of financial planning books. And again, share everything and anything you've learned along the way. Movies and pop cultures are all about fun and escaping, but when it comes to finances, it's important to stick to reality. Right. And that's that's the key. You have to stay grounded and find a way to do that. Uh, but is this your way of telling me Doc Brown's time machine from Back to the Future is unlikely to actually become a reality? <laughs> I'm afraid so. Oh, shoot. The, though you might want to get a second opinion from your friendly neighborhood inventor, when it comes to helping your beloved young people find their financial way at a young age, you should also encourage them to set their own spending limits. Credit card companies, for example, are only too eager to tell them how much they can spend, but are they the best source? Encourage your young people to build a budget and then block out all the noise and stick to it. Right. There you go. Good advice once again. And, you know, we've had an interesting conversation so far about how, you know, to use some of those financial wins, losses, and especially mistakes that you've experience during your life to help your kids and grandkids actually put their financial futures on solid ground. And I think this is so important that we talk about this. Do it while they're still young. So what do you have for us next? Well, I thought we'd finish the show today by sticking with the theme of finances and the young people in our lives, but broaden it out to something a little more fun. A Forbes article, Seven Tips for Traveling with Grandchildren, has some great advice about how you can build wonderful memories with the young people in your life while sticking to a budget. Many of these tips also apply if you're still a parent of young kids. Now, the first tip, if you want to travel alone with your grandkids, is to make sure you get their parents on board with your plans. Be clear about how long you'll be gone, where you'll be going, and what you'll be doing. And don't forget that some parents may still have concerns about whether a grandparent still has the energy to keep up with them. These types of questions may get a bit under your skin, but remember to conversation see it from your may child's be just the thing everyone needs to feel good about a grandparent-grandkid adventure. Yeah, there you go. Well, and even a grandparent who spends a fair amount of time with their grandkids may be unaware of certain personality traits. So an open conversation before a trip is also an opportunity for the parents to share important information. Very good point. And the next tip for planning a adventure with your grandkids is to include them in the process. Ask them for ideas and be flexible. You may be thinking Disney World, but perhaps a little history buff in your life would prefer a trip to Washington, D.C. Or just as likely, after a school year of history lectures and reports, maybe a ride on Space Mountain is exactly what your grandkid needs. Either way, by including them in the planning process, you're more likely to craft a travel itinerary that everyone enjoys and remembers for years to come. Yeah, there you go. And, and that's the key. To me, it seems likely that if you include your grandkids in the planning process, you're going to increase the odds that they're actually going to enjoy the trip and be excited about it and actually be invested in it, right? For sure. Well, the next tip to consider when taking your grandkids on a trip is to not try and do too much. As the article notes, the ideal length is about 10 days to two weeks. Also, don't try to cram too much into each day. Remember, younger kids get tired and hungry and cranky, and the fuller the schedule is, the more likely it is you're going to end up with an unhappy camper. 
Beware of bedtimes, too. If you're flying internationally, try to do it at night so the little ones can better adjust to the time change. If they're used to dinner at a certain time, stick to that rather than your preferred time because you'll have an easier time adjusting. Right. And there you go. And I don't forget about nap time. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> if one of the kiddos you're traveling with is still used to a daily nap, don't try to push through it. Let them have the nap. And uh, that goes for dad, too. Right. For you sure. Let me let me have my nap time is what I'm don't, saying, Aaron. Don't forget about us. You'll be glad, you'll be glad <laughs> you did. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the best ways to enjoy time together is to take a break from each other. Uh, the easiest way for everyone to get some of their own space is through sleeping arrangements. Rather than putting everyone in the same hotel room, consider a suite with a separate bedroom and pull-out couch. Adjoining rooms may also be a great option because you can give your grandkids their own space while keeping the adjoining door open a crack so you can keep an eye on them. Also, if you're traveling with multiple grandkids, give each of them a bit of spending money. That way they can make some small decisions for themselves independent of what the larger group wants. Right. Yeah, and that's that's true. Uh, more great advice, and those both seem like really great uh, tips for people. Uh, we got to keep that in mind. Well, another tip when planning a, a you know traveling with your grandkids, you should strongly consider travel insurance. Illness, injury, or an unexpected school or sports event are all things that could throw a wrench in even the best of plans. So look for a policy that covers the planning elements that concern you the most. And note that many travel policies allow you to cover a grandkid at no additional cost. Well, it's it's my opinion that travel insurance is always a good idea when you're planning a, a significant or major trip, and that's with or without the grandkid. Yep. It can be a good way to prepare for the unexpected. And here's another big tip. Pack light. Without an adult intervening, young kids may try to bring every single stuffed animal they ever own. Work with them to set packing priorities and remind them that they don't need to bring along lots of toys because they'll be too busy having fun during the trip. (laughs) That's right. And this has been a great show, but you know what? We're almost out of time, Aaron. Is there anything else you have for us before we go? Well, we've had a great conversation today, Tony. And if the listeners would like more information about what we've discussed, I'd encourage you to visit my website, ArizonaFinancialTalk.com, or call my office number at 480-284-6393, toll-free at 866-393-7799 to discuss how my team might be able to answer your questions and address your concerns. It's our goal to help you prepare for the retirement you've worked so hard for. All right. Well, you know what? Great show once again, Aaron. I I love it. It was a great topic, and I like the Back to the Future uh, reference and tie-in. That was fun. Uh, But listeners, that does it for today's episode of Arizona Financial Talk with our host, Aaron Easel. And we will talk to you again next week. Thank you for listening to Arizona Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Aaron Easelt at First Guarantee Financial. Call 480-284-6393 or 866-393-7799 or visit them online at ArizonaFinancialTalk.com. 
All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by Forethought Investment Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Arizona. Insurance products and services are offered through First Guarantee Financial, an affiliated company. Aaron Easel, Forethought Investment Group, LLC, and First Guarantee Financial are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.